Come on, clap your hands and bless him right now. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you lift your voice right now? I wonder what could happen if we could give God the level of praise to which the miracle that we need from the Lord. I wonder what could happen in this house. Somebody shout yes. Praise God. Praise God. Feel the Holy Ghost moving here. Mm. Glory, 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 glory. Mm, mm, mm. You feel what I feel? I'm going to tell you what I feel. I feel the enemy has tried to come into this service and rob some of you. Because he realizes you are one step through the threshold from the breakthrough that God wants to give you. And you came in here hoping it'd be another Wednesday night. Take a few notes. Ease home. Get ready for work in the morning. Just another day marked off on the calendar. But we didn't come to mark time tonight. Come on now. The devil's been pounding my brain out all day. Now I know why. Praise God. God's going to give somebody a breakthrough in this service. It's good to be here. Said it's good to be here. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord. Where there's fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the joy of the Lord. I'm feeling. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Honored to be here with all of you tonight. Good to feel the presence of the Lord, feel his touch. And I have misplaced my notes, so you know you're in trouble tonight. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And uh, I know I put them in here. Praise God. So uh, we'll, we'll find them momentarily. If not, I'll just take a text and we'll wing it. Is that all right? I know, I know where I want to go and I know where I need to go. Praise God. Where art thou notes? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Hallelujah. I knew they was hid somewhere. You're going to help me preach, say amen. amen. It's going to be a long service, I can tell. <laughs> my, my, my. Well, praise God. <clears throat> I hope you're ready for this message tonight. Genesis 38. <clears throat> Genesis 38. We're going to look at verse 6. We're going to do our best to minister tonight.
Genesis 38, let's look at verse 6. And Judah took a wife for Ur, her firstborn, whose name was Tamar. And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord slew him. And Judah said unto Onan, Go unto thy brother's wife, marry her, raise up seed to thy brother. And Onan knew that the seed should not be his. Notice, God commands him, but he thinks he knows better. And it came to pass when he went in to his brother's wife, he spilled it on the ground, lest he should give seed to his brother. The thing which he did displeased the Lord. Everybody said it displeased the Lord. Wherefore he slew him also. Then said Judah to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, remain a widow at thy father's house till Shelah, my son, be grown. For he said, lest peradventure he die also as his brethren did. And Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house. And in process of time, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died. And Judah was comforted and went up into his sheep shearers to Timnath, he and his friend Hira, the Adulamite. And it was told Tamar, saying, Thy father-in-law goeth up to Timnath to shear his sheep. And she put her widow's garments from off from her and covered her with a veil and wrapped herself and sat in an open place. Now, you are familiar with the story, and I realize <clears throat> this may not sound like a good text, but you just stay with me tonight. She sits in an open place, which is, by the way, to Timnath, for she saw that Sheila was grown, and she was not given him to wife. Then Judah saw her and thought her to be a harlot, because she had covered her face. And he turned unto her by the way and said, Go to, I pray thee, let me come in unto thee. For he knew not that she was his daughter-in-law. And she said, What wilt thou give me that thou mayest come in unto me? And he said, I will send thee a kid from the flock. Now, I want you to notice what's being said here. I will send thee a kid from the flock. It was a token of the possession which only he could give. And she said, Wilt thou give me a pledge till thou send it? And he said, What pledge shall I give thee? And she said, Thy signet and thy bracelets and thy staff that is in thine hand. And he gave it her. And came in unto her, and she conceived by him. And she arose and went away, and laid, by, laid her veil by her, and put on the garments of her widowhood. Skipping down to verse 27, And it came to pass in the time of her travail, that behold, two twins were in her womb. And it came to pass when she travailed, Everybody said, when she travailed. You know, the Bible tells us as soon as Zion travailed, sons and daughters were born into her. And it's when she travailed that one put out his hand, and the midwife <clears throat> took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, this came out first. 
And it came to pass as he drew back his hand that behold, his brother came out. She said, how hast thou broken forth? Everybody read that with me. How hast thou broken forth? This breach be upon thee. Now, I know all this sounds negative, church. But you hold on. There is a spirit behind the breach that is not negative, but exemplifies a passion and a determination and a hunger. Some of y'all wondering where in the world I'm going tonight. I understand that. Stay with me. Therefore, his name was called, everybody said Phares. And afterward came out his brother that had the scarlet thread upon his hand, <clears throat> and his name was Zerah. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to preach to you tonight by the help of the Lord from this thought. Desperate for a breakthrough. Desperate for a breakthrough. I don't know about you, but I, I've just, I, 57 years old, I've been in this 37, 38 years, my wife and I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm just sick and tired of just going through the motions of church. I'm hungry for something to happen in this end time. I'm hungry to see God pour out His Spirit by sign, by miracle, by wonder, filling thousands with the Holy Ghost. I'm hungry for God to give the breakthrough to families that are struggling in our churches, pastors and pastors' wives and families that are just creeping by, struggling with every bit of strength they have to see God work in their churches. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm desperate tonight for a breakthrough. And I believe I've come to preach to some people that really deep down, you're desperate too, but the devil's tried to convince you you can't have it. And I'm here to remind you it is already yours. You've just got to get it. Father, we thank you for the word of God tonight. We're asking you to bless your word to your people, enable this preacher to preach. God, grant us anointed listening and worship to the word of God as we get ready to receive and position ourselves, Lord, for you to move in our life. Uh, Lord, there's so many that have come to this service tonight that, Lord, the enemy has tried to discourage and try to weaken us through sickness and through circumstances in our lives to where we are almost blinded. Lord, that we are well with in reach of what you have already promised us. And I pray tonight that you will, Lord, let your anointing settle down on this place. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every one of us here. And I pray that you would loose your power in this place and bring deliverance to our mind and our spirit and our worship. And we give you praise and glory for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and let's bless the Lord. Come on, let's worship the Lord a little while. Let's create an atmosphere where the Lord can talk to us in this service. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you tonight. You can be seated in Jesus' name.
by definition, we realize that a breakthrough really means that that it is a place, it is a an episode, it is an event that that brings a sudden and dramatic and important discovery or development in our life that brings change and it brings something that I would personally like to think that is good and is great because the Bible tells us that every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning an instance of achieving perhaps that success or that next level in the spirit that somewhere we can break beyond the chains that seem to tie us down and the resistance that wants to try to push us back from what God has already promised to every one of us in this service tonight and uh, I know that I'm not alone in the desire to have a breakthrough I'm not alone in this service tonight because I have watched how some of you have done your best just to worship in spite of feeling the resistance of the enemy that's tried to walk into this service and find a place where he can get into your mind and get into your spirit and get into your worship and block your progress amen for the power that God wants to initiate into your life I don't know about you but I'm hungry for God to give me a breakthrough a breakthrough that will set us free once again to believe God for everything like we did when we were new converts to have an expectation that something great is going to happen in every church service and in every prayer meeting not going through the motions like we used to but coming back to that place where I'm stirred in my spirit and I'm not going to let anything tear me away from the promise of the breakthrough that God has made to me. Do you need a breakthrough tonight? Do you want to get beyond the norm? You want to get beyond going through the normal ritual of having church, going through the motions of prayer meeting at home, wondering is this all there really is? Amen to living for God, just going through the motions, just going through acts of obedience, and yet there's no reward. There is no refreshing. I've come to submit to you that if the devil had his way he would convince all of us in this service tonight that there will be no refreshing that there is no breakthrough that I'm preaching to some hungry people that just need to be reminded that there is a breakthrough that's right at your fingertips if you really want it you can have it tonight if you're really hungry for it God God is going to bless you with it tonight in Jesus' name. Come on, let's praise him right now. Clap your hands and worship him. All of us sense that need in our lives, I feel tonight. 
It has been on my spirit today. All this afternoon, there has been that constant drawing close to God, reaching out and playing upon the heartstrings. That work of the Spirit that's trying to get us beyond the carnality, beyond the blockade in our mindset that simply tries to convince us that it's not going to be any different. You're just going to go to church and it's going to be another service just like last week. It's going to be another prayer meeting at home where you can't feel God and you wonder where God is. You can look at me that way all you want to, but I'm talking to some people here tonight that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're tired of going through the motions and it just leaves you empty. But is there anybody here that's ready to let the devil know that I'm not about to quit? I'm not about to stop. I'm desperate for a breakthrough. There are times this always happens to a church, seasons that we go through, seasons where we have sown and we wait for the offspring of the seeds regeneration. We wait for those timely moments where the rain will come and bring those times of refreshing. But the Bible tells us that we must not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall shall reap if we faint not. There's something that I feel the Holy Ghost is wanting to get across to us tonight. That there is only one way to initiate the spiritual. There is only one way to initiate a divine outpouring that will change absolutely everything. And that is coming back to that place where we praise and we worship and we hunger and we renew vows you're not hearing me it's like the prophet saw it where the waters came out from under the altar and flowed out of the door of the temple and everything it touched it brought it back to life can I tell you it's coming back to an old fashioned altar it's coming back to a renewed passion oh God I'm desperate for a breakthrough A breakthrough that not only sets me free from, but free to. It is setting me free from the shame of the past. I preach to people here tonight. I don't mean to offend you. You know me. You know how I preach. But I didn't come to offend you. I didn't come to make you upset or mad. But I've come to remind you that far too many of you are still hung up on mistakes in your past. And you've allowed the shame of it to command the battle and command the outcome of the circumstances that you're presently going through. And the enemy has tried to tell you you'll never get a breakthrough in your family. You can't get what God promised. You'll never reach that plateau. Amen. God is not going to do it for you. But I've come to tell you it's all a lot of lies. And the enemy sent me. Amen. Rather God sent me here to tell you the enemy is at work in all God. 
God needs is for somebody to get their breakthrough. Hallelujah. Bear with me tonight. Praise God. I've been struggling with sickness here for a good month and a half, two months now. And I just want to preach this the way God laid it in my spirit. We've got to come back to that place where we, nothing else matters. Where we simply block out everything that distracts our attention. Brothers, sometimes you've just got to get alone with God. You've got to push back all of the things on the schedule. Sister, you've got to come back to the place where you say honey I love you I would have had supper made but I feel like I've got to get to the prayer room I've got to get to a place where God can move in my life and God can stir me once again comes back to the place where praise is no longer a man shackled by anything but it becomes pure again and it comes holy again. And it comes renewed again. Where it lifts his hands beyond the storm. Where God can look down and see that there is a hand that's breaking through what's been holding it back tonight. As I said, I know the text that I read is somewhat negative in its context. I understand that by the text that I've read and you're hearing tonight that it really isn't a very beautiful story. But yet nonetheless, there is a beauty behind it and the silver lining of what seems to be a gross and abject sin that has taken place. But I can I submit to you that even though you find Tamar donning what seems to be the garments of sin, it is through her act of desperation that gets her broken through the barriers that simply had told her it's never going to happen it is through the very act of desperation yea even her faith amen acting in the only way she knew how amen and we can condemn her we can look down on her but I submit to you God saw something more than the sin that's committed she saw faith that was desperately reaching out for a breakthrough. There is no difference in what she's done and things that we've done when we were desperate. I know we come to church, we put on the look, we put on the sanctified face, we get everything in order, we make everybody think it's all right, but I want to resubmit to somebody here tonight. Sometimes we need to go back to the desperation and the spirit of faith that moves us. Oftentimes we are busy judging the act rather than examining the spirit behind it. And if you'll stay with me tonight, I want to address some things in your hearing. Please don't take this preacher out of context. For I'm not telling you to commit sin to get a breakthrough in your life. How foolish that would really be. But I am addressing the spirit of hunger and passion that is behind what has taken place in this text. It is through our praise. It is through our worship that God is so longing for us to come to the place where we break through the obstacles that seemingly hold us back. She comes with this deception. She dawns 
the close of deception. And much like a man, how Jacob's sons and Isaac comes, or rather Isaac and Jacob comes carrying the goat hair and tying it upon his arms. He comes and he has a different smell than he usually has. He comes and he prepares a man some tasty venison for his father. Amen. It was all a ruse. It was all just just a put on. But there was something behind it. Amen. It was that spirit that said, I can't be second place. I've got to break through this. I can't get no help here. I can't sit here. Amen. And let this let this carnality lead the way, which was Esau. I can't let this thing happen because there's a passion in me that says I've got to have a breakthrough. I submit to you that is putting the flesh under submission to the spirit. Stop allowing the flesh to lead the way in your life. I know that I'm rubbing some people the wrong way tonight, but there's a burden in my spirit. And I reach it for you, church, that somewhere you've got to cause the flesh to die again. And he puts on the goat hair. And he feeds him the food of deception and the garment that's stained with the goat's blood. And Joseph's brothers, too, are deceived, amen, by the garment. Things are not always what they seem, but the flesh will make it look so appealing. It will make you think you're having good church and you're not having good church at all. We're just guilty of going through the motions. And our heart is far from our praise. Can I get real with us tonight? It's coming back to the place where, God, I'm desperate more than anything else for a breakthrough. I'm tired of myself. And I'm tired of going through the motions. And I'm tired of just stumbling through this spiritual walk with you. I realize that my words can be mistaken, but it was only praise that brought the breakthrough. Judah means praise. The word Jew is derived from the word Judah. And in this text, Tamar was a Canaanite. She was also embraced in that time of her relationship, not only to a husband, but to a family and the influence that came with that connection and that association. That here is a Canaanite woman who really is not even considered to be worthy of, of the blessings of God and the covenant, amen, that was given to Moses. Here is a woman who, who realizes that she as far as every Jew is concerned, stands far, far beneath their stature and their status quo. But yet, here is a woman who, regardless of what the opinions of people are about her, she comes to God. She embraces Jehovah. She believes in the promises of God that he made to Abraham and to his seed. She understands that there is a coming Messiah somewhere that will vindicate everything and put all men on level ground. She understands all of these things. 
and it's in our text, Tamar was married to Judah's son, Ur. And because of his wickedness, God slays him, for he fails to raise up seed. Amen. It is this time where there is this abject turning away from the commandment of God. It was not just something that that was tradition. Listen to me carefully. It was the commandment of the Lord to leave no widow without seed. Listen to me carefully. Here Tamar she is at the mercies. Listen to me carefully. She is at the mercy of those that would give out to her. She is joined to people who, who somehow in losing their senses, uh, people who refuse to be obedient and refuse to fulfill the will of God, amen, for their life as well as hers. They did not want any part of this Canaanite woman. They wanted no part of what she represented. And she was joined to these kind of people who proved to be unfruitful and unwilling. Listen to me carefully, folks. This living for God is very serious. And not just living for Him, but I'm here to tell you that, the, that revival and harvest is very, very serious to God. And if we're not careful, we will allow associations in our life to really rob us of our vision. and Rob us of our spiritual goals. You're not listening to me. You got to be careful who you join yourself to. Careful what you join yourself to. Because it could be that God may have to kill it in order to get you to your promise. I hope I'm making sense here tonight. I'll come back and straighten it up another time. Praise God. Listen to me carefully. <clears throat> We can go through the motions and we can make connections in our lives to where all that stuff robs us of our attention, robs us of our goals. We can go through the motions and we can come to church and not have the Holy Ghost. Well, I just, I prayed. I don't get it, preacher. No, no, you really somewhere have not seriously gotten desperate. You're wanting God to move in your life, yet you're still wanting to connect yourself to things that you know deep in your spirit are not pleasing to God. But yet you want God to bless you. And here Tamar is disheartened. Struggling with what to do. Stuck, as it were, between a rock and a hard place. Here, two brethren now have been slain by God simply because of their unwillingness to fulfill the commandment of God and at the same time be a strength to the passion that is in this woman to have children, to have seed. You say, preacher, what are you getting at? Listen to me. Listen to me. Tamar was disheartened she was desperate 
No doubt she was depressed, but she was not defeated. She refused to let the royal seed lay garment. She was concerned about a seed that was considered precious and important to God. Her being a Canaanite. God help us in the church when people who don't even know the truth become more passionate about their praise and their worship. The truth. I'm going to say something. It may sting. Pastor, you just pulled my coattail. But I'm going to tell you, could it be that maybe somewhere along the way in all of our arrogance and in all of our spiritual pride that all of a sudden God said, you know, I'm a little bit tired of you simply not fully obeying me and simply not fulfilling my will and you just being content to go through the motions and God say, I'm going to raise up seed here and bring the revelation of truth and understanding to them. I'm going to make a very strong statement here. It doesn't bother me whether you agree or whether you disagree. But I'm going to tell you, there's, there's coming a time where there's going to be some old heads in the apostolic church going to go right on off and meet the mark of the beast while God starts bringing truth and revelation to people who came to him Maybe unworthy, but they came with a passion. I hope I'm making sense tonight. Because this woman was desperate. She takes off her widow's clothes and she dons the veil and the apparel of a harlot. And she goes to sit by a well. Tamar was determined in her spirit that whatever it takes, I'm going to receive my breakthrough. I'm going to see the fulfillment of this royal seed preserved. I will not be counted out. Are you listening to me? She would not be counted out. Could it be that sometimes we're guilty of selling out too cheap? We're guilty of saying, God, not here, not now, maybe later. God's saying, I need you to move now. I'll do whatever it takes to get my breakthrough. I will do whatever it takes to get my promise. She deceives him with the attire of a harlot because she wanted more than just the provision that he gave. What will you give me? Well, I'll give you a kid from the flock, just a token, a man of my power and my provision to you. I, I, I'll give you a little token, but no, I, I want more than just a little blessing. I, I want more than just to go through the motions. Are you with me? She says, no, is that all you're going to do? Is that all you're willing to, to give? Give me, 
me oh, what is it that you really want oh I'll take your signet I'll take the bracelets I'll take the staff she was willing to say hey I'm not going to be satisfied with going through this thing with a little blessing of the kid but I want something that really means something I'm hungry for something that's going to carry me through and give me an identity in this so she becomes intimate with Judah and they have a son and she names him Phares. I want you to notice the text here the Bible tells us here that it came to pass in the time of her travail. Everybody said in the time of her travail. Behold, there were twins in her womb. Never think for one second that you're ever going to escape this battle between the flesh and the spirit. Never think for one second that you're ever going to escape this tug of this flesh because there are two in the womb. Bible says that one in the time of her travail breaks forth and the, and the nurse if you will the midwife she's prepared with that scarlet thread and ties it off on the wrist looking forward to simply bringing the deliverance through for this one that is now marked and yet still it is not enough let me tell you something, sometimes even in the flesh we look good, we sound good. We've been around it, we've been in the womb long enough, it all looks right. But Sometimes if we're not careful, we'll try to put sanction on the wrong thing. I hope I'm making sense. We'll put sanction on the wrong thing and we'll put an importance on that. Come on now. Position. Money. Who we are. Identity where everybody likes us. Praise God. I've seen it in the ministry. More people are seemingly led by their flesh today more than led by the Spirit and the humility that should come with a man of God and they're more interested in, the, in having the position where they get the accolades and they sit on the platforms and, and everybody, oh, oh man, because of who they were. What a message they preached. Because of who they were, not what they said. Not where they had been in a prayer room. Boy, I know it's quiet. That's, that is the breaking forth of flesh in our apostolic ranks. We praise men rather than praise God. We worship programs and brag about the results of programs more than we brag about the work of the Spirit of God. She wanted more than just the temporary. Tamar was hungry for more 
than just the provision that Judah gave her. Here he breaks forth in the time, but yet God said no flesh will glory in my presence. Let me tell you what's going to happen in the end time. All of this flesh seems to be on the cutting edge and the forefront of this. It's going to lose its edge. And I want to tell you what's going to happen. Those that's been in the shadows of obscurity who found their place nestled in the altars of prayer and dedication and service to God are going to be the ones that even though they looked upon, were looked upon as being unworthy, they're the ones that while the flesh is drawing back, it's going to come forth. And the handmaiden said, what is this? What's going on now? She was blown away for the fact that what's happening, what should have been, what we thought with a carnal mind should have happened. It didn't have the power to come forth. Zerah draws back. But Phares breaks through. Listen to me carefully. It is Phares who is in a sense should have been second born, should have been second place, should have been overlooked, should have been on the low end of things. Somewhere maybe there'll be a blessing but would not have the birthright. But yet Pharaoh says and Pharaoh says no. You see, that's what happens when a church becomes sick and tired of the battle with the flesh that says if we're ever going to have a breakthrough, I've got to bring flesh back to submission. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, I keep saying Pharaoh, pardon me. Pharaoh breaches out and he has the breakthrough. Pharaoh's was in the direct lineage of Jesus Christ. He is an ancestor of David. And what is really significant is when Tamar names him, Pharez means breakthrough. Somewhere in our lives, somewhere in our spirit, there's got to come a time, there's got to come a place where we, we put a name on the event and the work of the Holy Ghost that's happening in us. That this, this is the revival that I got to break through. This is the service that the chain was broken. This is that moment somewhere, sometime. I cannot dictate that to you. Only you can do that. Only you can. I want to ask you tonight, where is the Pharez in your life? Where is the breakthrough? Where is the spiritual passion that you've been held back long enough by the flesh? You've been pushed back time and again. You've, you've, you've been dismissed and almost denied, but yet still the passion burns. 
I believe Tamar considered it to be an honor because she was impregnated with a promised seed, a seed that would bring forth a Messiah, that would bring forth a deliverance for others. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me help bring this into reality because you don't quite understand that it's your personal breakthrough that is going to be the determining factor that brings a breakthrough in other people's lives. It's your personal breakthrough that makes the difference in the future of your family and your church and your Sunday school class and your worship services. It is, it is the personal that nothing else matters but me and God right here, right now, that I'm desperate for a breakthrough. I'm desperate. I'm tired of the prayerless days. I'm preaching to someone in the Holy Ghost tonight. You're tired of the aimless, prayerless days. And you've allowed the flesh to overcome and override the spirit that is within you. Let's all stand. And i got to bring this to a close. I've come to challenge this church. That the only way to conquer the mundane and make progress in the Spirit. For there to not just be a conception of the promises of God in your life, but there's got to come a time where in that conception we understand that there is a battle with this flesh that we must conquer. That is the only way that our churches can come back to the revival that God wants to give us. Putting this flesh into submission. Putting it in second place. Jesus said, if a man comes to me and does not deny himself, it's he that is not worthy of me. Your pastor got up here and talked about how God's dealing with him about the name. If we ever preach the name, we better preach it now. We ever declare this truth. I'm oh, all right, Lord. There's a generation in this church. You you've been around it. You love you love church. You love everybody here. You might not like their ways, but you love everybody here. Praise God. But but there's there's a place in your spirit that you've never really really become convinced and convicted of this truth 
And so what is a conviction is now really just a preference. And living by preference is just a bridge to allow carnality to creep in to your relationship. When things fail, listen to me very carefully. A conviction is something that we are willing to die by. Preference is I can live with it or without it. Oh, but Brother McCoo, I can't live without this. Only because the peer pressure and the social pressure of the local church is there to keep you in check. But if you didn't have that, I'm going to get real with you today. If you didn't have that, you would go ahead and compromise the preference even that you have. I know it's quiet. This thing better become real to you. I've had my life threatened over this gospel. Oh yeah. I've been threatened to be shot. Listen. This thing better be real to you because you listen to your radio and you check out what's on the internet and you start listening to what's going on not only in this country but around the world. We are living in a very sick world. And the devil wants to stop the church. If he can stop you through the carnal, through the carnal man, through the carnal nature, then he's got us where he wants us. We need a breakthrough in the church, a renewed passion for truth in the word. And folks, I'm talking about more than Acts 2. I'm talking about more than just holding the standards. I'm talking about a passion for truth, for Him. Coming back that he's, He is all that matters to us. That's what made the early church great. That's what made Topeka, Kansas great. And Azusa Street. And the Royal Seco Camp Meeting. And the revivals of the 50s and the 70s, it was nothing else mattered but him. Jobs did not take first place. Our children, our grandchildren didn't take first place. This is old time preaching. The Holy Ghost had been on me all day to bring this to you. Is there anybody in this house that really wants a breakthrough? I want us to lift our hands all over this building right now. Is there anybody here that 
You're tired of going through the motions of church and fighting the schedule and bickering and fighting in the house and just you're wondering what's happened to us, what's going on in our life, what's going on in our spirit, what's happening. We're we're struggling with one another. I'll tell you what we're really struggling with. We're struggling with carnality, but I feel like there's people here that God's already been dealing with you and talking to you and knocking at your heart's door and reminding you, come on, get victory over this flesh. Get victory over this carnal mindset. Get victory over this. This is your breakthrough. Don't let it rule you. Don't let it choke out the life that's waiting to flow out of this church that's waiting on you to make it happen. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, to reassess ourselves and take inventory and see what we really are and come back to a place where we're in an altar where we put this thing to death again so that the resurrection life can be complete in us. I'll help us to put it on the altar again. I'm desperate for a breakthrough, God. Desperate for a breakthrough. Desperate, Lord. Where church means something again. Where my prayer time with you is intimate and means something again. Then, Lord, your word means something to me. Where revelation can come and you can talk to me. And you can help me grow in Christ again. I just don't want to look the part, God. I want my spirit to be just as much a part. I want my spirit to be conformed to your Holy Spirit. Oh, God, talk to us tonight. Stir us, God. Change us, Lord. Convict us again. (laughs) desperate for a breakthrough desperate for a breakthrough desperate for a breakthrough come on church let's talk to him come on is there anybody here you see, I know we're all battling it. You're battling it. We're all in the church battling it. I'm not saying there's anybody exempt from it because there is no one exempt. We're all battling our flesh. We're battling the spirit of this end time. We're battling the spirit of this world. Come on, we got to put that thing on an altar. We got to put that thing to death. We've got to get desperate for a breakthrough, church.
We need to let the Word of God be as a seed that's planted into our soul in the most inward parts of who we are. David desired and wrote it to us that God desired truth in the inward parts. Truth just on the outside won't get the job done. Truth, genuine truth, has got to come from the inward parts. The soul heart, the very inward part of each one of us. It's under attack tonight. It's under the attack of our generation. We want to have the goods. We don't want to just bear the name, but we want to bear the responsibility of the name. And that responsibility is living a life that's pleasing and acceptable in his sight. Let's do it. Let's do it. Put the passion in me, God. Put the thirst and the hunger in me, God. Huh. Breathe on me, Lord. It may not be but a flicker, but if I can just get you to breathe on it, God. If I can just get you to blow on it. <sighs> Your spirit. Not man's spirit. Not the world's spirit. Not an entertainment spirit, not as a show, but it's real, it's genuine. Huh. Thank God for the word tonight. Just don't let the cares of life choke the word of God out. Just don't let our busyness rob us of 
our responsibilities serving God on a daily basis. We're being warned. Let's do it. God wants to give us revival. You was here Sunday morning. You felt the nearness of God. You was here Sunday night. I'm telling you, God's working for us. Let's be faithful. Let's be faithful to God and faithful to one another. Let's be loyal. It's going to mean something in this end time to be loyal. When you're loyal to something, you can even get under the influence of alcohol by the hand of the enemy. But still, because of your loyalty, you'll stay true. Let's do it. Let's take this message to heart tonight, to our very inward parts. We want to make it, but we also want to win others. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. Take out some time to pray. God bless you. For you, uh, for you.